Hello and welcome to Who's He, the Doctor Who podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we'll be covering the penultimate episode of Series 5, The Pandorica Opens. We're nearly there, folks. We are nearly there. There's only one more week to go. And then we've got to worry about what we're going to do (laughs) next. And then we've got nothing else to do. (laughs) Yes. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) That was the last in the current series of Who's He. Yes, so... um, as usual, first of all, though, we'll start off with a few news items. And since we were last on the air, Matt Smith and Karen Gillan both won their respective uh, categories at the National Television Awards. Um, Matt Smith won the Outstanding Drama Performance in the uh, in brackets, it says male. And Karen Gillan won Outstanding Drama Performance in brackets, female. Um, yes, so congratulations to the pair of them. Yes. So, yes, uh, let's see who uh, Matt Smith... Well, obviously we know that Matt Smith was up against John Barrowman. Um, <laughs> so to speak. So to speak, yes, to coin a phrase. Um, but also uh, Martin Clunes, David Threlfall, um I think that was about... I think that was it, actually. Just, just, just four nominations in each category, isn't there? Um, yes, so that that's all three Doctors from the, sort of this, the, the new Who if you want a better description, have actually won that category. Chris Re- I forgot Chris Reckleston won it. Yeah. I know David Tennant had won it every every year, basically, didn't they? So, uh, but, uh, and Karen Gillan uh, saw off um, Eve Miles, Saran Jones, and Jay Jacobs, who apparently is in Waterloo Road. I've got absolutely right. no idea. Um, but by all accounts, she was the first companion since Billy Piper to win the award. Right. Even though Freeman, uh, Freeman Argument and Catherine Tate were both nominated, but they didn't win. I'm surprised um, Catherine Tate didn't win. Yeah, I don't know. I suppose she had the problem, I suppose, of just being, by that stage, you was three years into David Tennant and it wasn't that new and exciting. Well, wasn't it National Television Awards where when David Tennant won, but then he announced he was leaving? Was that the awards? I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, but that would have, that I suspect would have been before the series with the full series, wouldn't it? Because they'd have had to have already. Well, no, it was. Before... Oh no, because no, no. you had the specials, didn't you? It was the specials, yes. Yeah, yeah, did... So he did have a year afterwards, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, so... yeah. So once the specials yeah, were done so, with, yeah. then he was uh, he was he was on his bike. But uh, yeah, um, but unfortunately, Doctor Who lost out um, against Downton Abbey in the most popular drama. It's not a surprise, though, is it? No, that's a bit of a... To be expected, really, isn't it? ITV have one decent programme, so they're, they're going to win it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so they're just, they're just going to bang the drum for that one, aren't they, endlessly? Yeah. Um, now, obviously, um, Matt Smith was interviewed um, after, after the awards, and obviously, as usual, the question of his uh, future in the, in, the, in the role comes up. Um, there was a few sort of interesting things. Apparently, to the Radio Times, he says um, he's got one more year. Then he's got to try his luck in Hollywood. Yeah, but which then he said, which he said before. He said before, which we discussed before before we yeah. start recording. We are recording, aren't we? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then later, on he told the BBC Entertainment News that he has no plans to leave. Yeah, so I think he's just playing playing the game there. Um, how 
ever. Um, a little bit more information has come as sort of came out about this. Um, and basically, just to quote him, he says, uh, "I just sort of take each year as it comes. Really, we've got all the rest of this year to get through, and then we'll just sit down, review it from there, and see where it goes, and see if I get a better offer." Yes. See if Spielberg comes a calling. Yeah. Um, but he says, I love playing the part and I love working with Stephen Moffat. So, um, but apparently also says that he wouldn't mind playing the role forever. But I seem to remember David Tennant saying the same thing. Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. David Tennant probably feels that again a bit, man. <laughs> yeah, probably does. Um, but then he... Then no, also... no, you, 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 yeah, you can't blame him. No, so you can't. If the offer comes up, then you're going to take... Any walk of life, you're going to take a... Of course you are. Of course you are. You know, so, it's it's um, you know, people seem to think you're motiv- you know, people are motivated by money and everything, but that's not always the case. Um, no. Certain people are, but a lot of people just want something new to do in life. Hmm. And but it's a certain you know, point which you're earning enough. I just think that you get to the point where actually, it's just actually, what do I want to do now? Rather, yeah. than how much am I going to earn? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, they also um, they talked about him sort of where he sort of matched Tom Baker's uh, tenure in the role, um, and then he also he also said he says he think there will need to be a younger, cooler person than, than him. I can't really think there's anyone you need anyone younger than Matt Smith when he took the role, and really to be honest. No. Um, but then he then he said, or maybe an older, cooler person. Um, but all he says he doesn't think he'll be doing it as long as Tom Baker. Yeah. So, which is... someone tweeted, and I can't remember who it was now. Just, just generally. Yeah. From the, from that, saying that they'd like to see a, a crotchety old doctor as the next one, and I thought quite like the idea of that. Actually, let's go back to a sort of Hartnell doctor. See that the the problem. I mean, I think a lot of fans wouldn't wouldn't go down well with the children. I suppose. Is well, I, I, don't, I, I don't. I don't know. know. I don't know. I think that the kids would. Give it a, give it a chance as long as the show is exciting, yeah. As it currently is, because the way Matt Smith plays the role, he is an old man. Yeah, the way he plays it, I know he's, he's a bit manic and there's a lot of running around and everything. Um, but the way he does it, um, it's it's more you know, actually the the sort of everything's fun, yeah, attitude that I quite would like to get away from. <laughs> but anyway, all oh, right, okay, okay. Subjects from no, just just well, not always everything's fun. Yeah, you know, but well, no, I, anyway, I, this 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 is a, this is a subject for another thing. It was just actually I think it is. Think, saying yes. about yeah. an older person, and I remember someone actually did tweet that at the time. That actually, well, I, so I, I, I just think, yeah, it'd be quite fun. Actually. No, I do. I, I quite like the idea of going back to that again. But the trouble is now, um, TV is obsessed with youth. Yeah, no, and that, that's that. That'd be the problem with it. So yeah, um, they did, I mean, when when was the last sort of older person? You see on children's TV now, they're, the, the people presenting the programs are barely, you know, that much older than their target audience. Yeah, maybe it's just us getting old. I don't know, but I seem to remember when when we were kids watching things like Play School. Yeah, um, I think they, how old was Brian Kent? Yes, I, I was going. I was exactly going to mention that. Yeah, how old was Brian Kent? Yeah, or Derek Griffiths. Yeah. You know, um, but they were immensely popular, and age had nothing to do with it. But, but as you say, 
if the world wasn't obsessed with youth and pandering to the youth market all the time then. You just treated kids as kids and kids looked up to adults. This and now just sounds as if we're getting old and bitter. It, well, no, it, 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 I think it just shows the way society has changed, really. And yes, I am old and bitter, but <laughs> please, you still, you still, Blue Peter still keeps rejecting you, does it, Phil? Oh, it does. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> Your plans to bring back play school have failed. Do they still do Blue Peter special assignments? <laughs> do they still do the milk bottle top collections for whatever charity it was each year? I don't know. When Tony said about in in our last commentary podcast, he was making an appeal to people. I thought he was going to ask for the bottle tops to be sent. <laughs> well, actually, that's a song of the time as well because there was a guy at work collecting um, milk bottle tops, but it's actually now the plastic caps, right? The screw on tops. Instead, he wanted the, the the green tops. So it's just sort of the same thing, but for the twenty first century. I'm not going to ask for any reason in particular. <laughs> No, it was it was for, oh, I don't know what what the, it was for some charity. Right. So I can't remember what it was, but anyway. Um, anyway, um, let's let's move on, shall we? Because we sort yes. of yet again we've digressed from the from the task in hand. Um, some DVD news. Uh, the DVD releases for Nightmare of Eden, The Happiness Patrol, and Dragonfire have been cleared by the BBFC, in other words, the British Board of Film Classification. Yeah. Um, but not for quality control. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Now, um, yes, <laughs> Spittle Nightmare of Eden. I haven't seen that in a long, long time, actually. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, so all it's got, it's gone through the, um, basically all the extras have been cleared um, also uh, for, for each DVD release. Um, the Nightmare yeah. of Eden, you have um, The Doctor's Strange Love, Nightmare of Eden, Documentary, The Nightmare of TV Centre, um, Ask Aspel. Ah. Now, now we're going back to our childhood <laughs> again, aren't we? Um, yeah. We've come full circle on our just our topic, yeah. Yeah, we? Um, How old is Mike Aspel when Ask Aspel was Mike? <laughs> he was grey haired then, wasn't he? Yeah, well, he'd been around, hadn't he? Yeah. Since the whenever, 60s. 60s. So. Actually, 50s, I think. Well, then he used to do present um, or host <laughs> Miss World or something in the, in the late 50s or something. I don't know. He's aged well, isn't he? The git. Okay, next next up is uh, going solo. Bob Baker remembers Nightmare of Eden and uh, the the obligatory photo gallery. On Dragonfire, we've got Fire and Ice. The was that? You said you said going solo. He remembers Dragon. (laughs) Is that the Garden of Eden? Is it that the only is the only person who remembers Garden of Eden? Probably, yeah. (laughs) Garden of Eden. (laughs) God, sorry. Nightmare of Eden. If he can ruin the Garden of Eden, mate, he is old, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> Does he still look good for his age? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. No. Um, anyway, what was I? Yeah, Dra- the Dragonfire extras. Uh, you've got Fire and Ice, they're making a Dragonfire. Uh, the, another one called the Doctor's Strange Love, Dragonfire. Um, I'd like to know what the, the link is. So there's a bit of some tenuous link. Mm. Uh, the Big Bang Theory. I don't have anything to do with the American TV show. Oh, it's the name of a documentary on here. I've got no idea. Uh, deleted and ex- extended scenes and the obligatory photo gallery. And on the Happiness Patrol, you've got where, uh, a documentary called When Worlds Collide. Uh, Happiness Will Prevail documentary. More deleted and extended scenes and another photo gallery. Um, 
But however, there's no confirmed release dates for any of the DVDs yet. No, right. So, um, I can't a... say I'll, 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 I'd be putting it in my diary. <laughs> well, I'd seen, I seem to remember watching um, Dragonfire and sort of not disliking it, putting that, but it was a long time ago. I didn't dislike it, so um, hmm, it'd be interesting for, to watch that one again after all these years. Um, but apparently, the trailer for Dragonfire that was cleared on the eighteenth of January says it's going. That story's going to form part of the Ace box set, right? Because that was her first story, wasn't it? So unless they're going to plan releasing Survival again, yeah, which was her sort of last. Sorry. And what, the sort of the AC. What haven't they released then of hers? Well, I, I'm trying to think. That of could all... make up a box set unless they're going to start re-releasing stuff that's already come out. Well, I was going to think all the Ace sort of centric stories. A Dragonfire because that was her first story. Obviously, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, then you've got the Curse of Fenric, which again was an Ace centric one. Uh, Ghostlight. Yeah. And also Survival, and th- those three have already been released. Yes. That's what I was trying to work out. So are we going to get... I mean, well, it could I'm just not, be that they're going to... Could be, but I can't... Them. But yeah, that's like doing another Revisitations one again, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, I, I, just, I just couldn't... I, I can't remember any other Ace-centric stories that sort of delve back into a past or something, like the, the three I've just mentioned. Yeah. Maybe someone can put us right on that. No. Yeah. If anyone has any idea, please you know, let, let us know. Let us know. Mm. Um... But don't send in your bottle tops. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't need your bottle tops. We don't need any kind of a pill. Um, let's um, let's have some um, expensive toy news, shall we? Yeah, go on. Yes, uh, Forbidden Planet. They have uh, yet again done other character options uh, box set, and again, it's an exclusive. Uh, the Forbidden Planet. It's the Seas of Doom set. Um, one of my favourite stories. Um, but yeah, it's another fourth Doctor figure, uh, which, looking at the picture, doesn't look any different to any of the other fourth Doctor figures that have been released. But uh, apparently, the contents of this box set: you get a fourth Doctor action figure, a crinoid action figure, a cutlass accessory. When did he use a cutlass? In I don't remember that. Was it when he was hacking his way through the vines? Yes, but it must have been. Must have been. Yeah. I must rewatch that again. I don't know if I can't remember. Um, an open seed pod accessory and a closed seed pod accessory. Um, I can see them being inserted up a child's nose. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get a Mary Whitehouse action figure? Oh, no, that comes with the Deadly Assassin one. I sat down with my family last night to watch a program. It was the dirtiest program I've ever watched in my entire life. <laughs> Turn it off, then, you silly old cow. Anyway, um, didn't she complain about that as well? Though this. Oh, she could. She had it in for Doctor Who, didn't she? She had it in for everything. She had it in for the goodies. No, she didn't have it in for the goodies, did she? She liked the goodies. Yeah, and then they they spent the next seven series trying to write, trying to, try, trying to get yeah. her to complain. Well, they, they did that um, episode, didn't they, with Beryl Reed playing yes. um, that Mary White. I can't remember the name of the episode now, but uh, I've got it on DVD somewhere. I'll have to, again, I'll yeah, have to dig no, that one out. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, this Seas of Doom box, uh, toy 
box set. Um, it's released on the 25th of March and it retails at the lovely price of $24.99. And it's available to pre-order from Forbidden Planet um, if you want to shell out 25 quid yeah. for basically okay. the, for the same figure again. Again, not something I'm going to put in my diary. No, me neither. Me neither. Now, um, to wrap up this new section, we have a little bit of um, official convention news for for those of you who are, who are interested, for those of you who are going. Um, yeah. Now well, this, I suspect if you're going, you probably already know this. You already you? know this. Uh, but those of you who aren't, basically what, what's happened to each of the uh, ticket hut well, so the people who ordered the tickets, you didn't get this email, Paul, because I, I ordered the tickets, then um, I got the mail. Um, no, because I'm beginning to suspect you've just taken my money. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's... Sorry, there's a sip of tea there. Um, they, they are running... For each ticket holder, they are running uh, tours of the TARDIS set um, at the Upper Boat Studios. Yes. Now... Um, when I first, because you rung me up about this, didn't you? And I was actually on a packed train, and I wasn't particularly <laughs> uh, wanting to discuss going to a Doctor Who convention while standing on a packed train. Yes, indeed, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, we, we're not we're not too keen on wearing our geek credentials on our sleeve, no. are we? So uh, I, I wasn't coming out at that stage. On the train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, now I honestly thought fantastic, and it's free to all ticket holders as well. Um, and basically, what what the, what the deal is, they put you on a coach. Um, from the bus all the way from the Millennium Centre to the Upper Boat Studios, you get a half hour tour. Um, you get to see uh, behind the get to see the behind the scenes team, see the inner works of the TARDIS, and talk about the set. And they will answer any questions uh, put to them. However, and each um, there were tours leaving on the Saturday, the Sunday, and a few on the Monday as well. Now. Um, Unfortunately, we're not going to the to the TARDIS tour, no. are we? No, because no, we seem to have a choice between going to the TARDIS tour or going to the convention we've paid for. Yeah, because um, all the time, whatever time you left, you would miss one of the panels, or miss, or you have to leave early, or you miss one completely, or you arrive late for one of them. It the times were really, really off. Now it looked like when you look on on the website, and we're hoping. If anyone who's listening is actually going to the convention and is also going to the TARDIS tour, I'd be interested to know which day you're going on and which time as well. Because we Did anybody get any tickets for Sunday morning? That's what we want to know. Were there yeah. ever any tickets for Sunday morning? And, and were there any for Saturday afternoon? Yeah. In, into Saturday evening because um, when I went to the reason we were blowing this tour out because when I went to book our tickets for the Saturday uh, that's, that's the day we're attending it was only the tour starting at about 9.15 leaving at 9.15 and the last tour leaving at 2.15 that, that's, that's all there was for the Saturday. The Sunday then seemed to start in the afternoon going on to, into the evening. And then there's tours running. There was about three tours running on the Monday. Now there's been extra tours added for the for the Monday. Yeah. But not for the Saturday, not for the Sunday. Indeed. Now it looks like anyone attending the convention on the Saturday is, well, screwed basically. Yeah. Well, our problem was that 
obviously going to we're going down on the Friday afternoon. Yeah. And coming back Sunday lunchtime. Hmm. Now we could have gone Sunday morning, but there wasn't any tickets. We don't know whether there were ever any tickets or not. If there wasn't, we're quite upset because obviously if we'd gone Sunday at the time and if we'd gone down Saturday lunchtime, come back Monday lunchtime instead. Hmm a day later and gone to had tickets for the Sunday, we could have either gone Saturday afternoon or Monday morning. Yeah. And we'd have been very happy. Would have been. We would but have been. there was no tickets for Friday afternoon for the people coming down Friday afternoon to go Saturday morning. And because it starts at nine, you basically, unless you live in Cardiff or surrounding areas, if you're coming from anywhere further away, yeah. realistically, you've got to get, you've got to stay overnight. And if we'd have gone to, I think the first one we saw on the Sunday was 2.15, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. Which meant the first train home we could have realistically got, because they say allow two and a half hours, would probably have been somewhere around about half five yeah. Sunday afternoon. And it's going to take and, us three hours to get back yeah. to London. Because of, obviously, engineering works on the Sunday, coming back from Cardiff to London, it's three and a half hours, so we wouldn't have got in till, going to no. got back until London till gone nine and then it's going to take us another hour an hour and a half to get home from padding without well, into paddington then another hour an hour and a half to get home from there yeah which i think having left at about 11 o'clock friday morning would have been pushing it a bit for us <laughs> i think it would have been i think it would have been um now i'm it does seem to us actually and i know obviously that's why we've we're asking if anyone is going to let us know what time you're going to the tour. So we're not going to mug you for your ticket. We're just interested um, to know what time you're actually going. Because, well, I know you mention it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll have men out the buildings with balaclavas. I want to abseil down and nick your tickets. Um, no, it's we from our point of view at the moment. From, from based on what we're seeing, the, these. It's great that they've added the tours into the program. Um, it's a, it is a once in a lifetime chance, which is what's made me quite annoyed that we're not going yeah. or can't attend because. Um, I mean, to be honest, if they'd offered us a Monday morning ticket and said it was another twenty five quid, we'd have probably paid it. I've seen a Sunday morning ticket. Yeah, we'd have probably paid it J- just to go around the Tardis. It was, yeah, yeah, it was just but to do that. To- we was left with a decision as to whether we was going to actually go to the convention we paid a hundred quid for, or go to the set. Yeah, I, I think I think it's I think it's good that they're adding stuff in. Yeah, especially stuff like that because I say you're not going to get that in any other convention. That is the full working set you're going to. Yeah. Um, no other fan run convention can can offer that. Um, but, but so, certainly, if, if they'd have, if they'd have said that right at the start. When the tickets first went on sale, we'd have got tickets for the Sunday, wouldn't we? Well, I, I think this this is the thing with conventions. I think they sort of they do add things yeah. in, and that's that's the same with the fan run ones as well. They add things in as they go along. Yeah. Um, Although you can understand that because there's a lot of toing and froing of can we get um, people to come? Can we get clearance for that? Yeah, I think BBC and BBC Worldwide would know what they can do and can't do for the time point. Yeah. Of, it, it, yeah, I mean, it, it just seems they're to in a slightly different position to to normal conventions. Yes, that's it. Um, but I, I think, from our point of view, we just see it as the 
the tours are geared up for people who are going on the Sunday. Yeah. And not for people who are going on the Saturday. Um, yeah. Not if you want to miss, you know, some, one one of the panels, which, yeah. which at the end of the day, that's what you pay for. That you, you, every anyone who's shelled out the ninety nine quid, um, they say, well, that's it. That is the that's the, the day's program. Now we obviously yeah. have to take the account this. They do add things in, but nothing as big as this, though. Yeah, and I must admit. Well, it's, it's well, probably put a lot of people into a quandary, isn't it? Big things in that you can do as well as the ticket you've already yeah. got. Yeah. Um, not instead of the ticket you've already got. Yeah. So, it, from our point of view, it's it's a it's bad planning, really. Yeah. It's very. And it would have been planning. nice if they could have done something on the Friday afternoon as well. Yeah. So if they'd done them on the Friday afternoon, we'd have been fine. Yeah. Or, even, they, or at least we'd I'll... have even left earlier on the Friday to have got down there if they'd have been doing them Friday afternoon. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think we're. I mean, I know I'm off all day on that Friday. Mm. Um, I would have been more than prepared to have gone down early if there was some extra, extra dates, yeah, yeah. extra times, I should say, on the Friday. But yeah, hey ho! But there you go, there you go. So if anyone is going and they and you know, please, you know, please do let us know, you know, what what time and and if you had the same the same sort of problem as we did, yeah, in, in trying to book. Uh, which is yeah. resulting yeah, we, in this we, we, are just, we are just really interested to know if there was any tickets actually available for the fr- for the Sunday morning. Sorry, yeah. sorry, again, for the Sunday morning. Or for the or for the late Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't think that judging by some other comments made uh by the some because there are other other podcasts attending um this convention now. Um uh, I'm, I'm I'm pleased to say we're not gonna be the the sole uh the sole podcast Going that, that we that we know of anyway. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I, I think they said the same the same thing as us. It's it's a real problem. They're going to have to sort of give it a miss because it means missing the panels. So yes, yeah. we, we would be interested just to see if that if, if that really was the case, or we were just a bit slow in applying. Yeah. 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 So okay then, folks. Well. Um, after that, the news and the and the uh, the appeal, but obviously we don't need your milk bottle tops. Yeah, yeah that was the news. <laughs> right, everyone, it's time yet again to dip our toes into series five. Oh, there, there. Okay, right. So we are. Um, it's the penultimate episode of series five. The Pandorica opens. <laughs> Hey, we're nearly make, there. Make it sound as if it's been a, a slog. It hasn't been a slog. Oh, how many months have we dragged this out for now? <laughs> well, we did, we did have a season of Torchwood and <laughs> half of... Oh, God. Second half of the actual series and a Christmas special. And a Christmas special in between. Yeah, and audio commentaries. Commentaries, yeah. yes. So. Okay, then. So, let's, let's, let's get going, then. Let's get going. Um, who went first last time? I can't remember. Uh, God knows, you've had two weeks of commentary. Yeah, I oh, know. Okay. Uh, I'll go first. I'll go first. It's only yeah. arguments and, and prolonging the agony for anyone listening. Um, I still really, really like this episode. Yeah. Still really like it. It's it's awkward to talk about without mentioning the Big Bang as well, but it, it's I'm going to have to try and, try and separate the two. Um, but... I now, just, now we know what happens. It's yeah, it's so, very difficult, isn't it? 
Very difficult. You're not watching it with that. Well, how do they can explain that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was... Um, I, I just thought the whole... Um, so if you start with the, with the, the beginning with, with Vincent, uh, Vincent van Gogh's um, painting, what did you think to bring back all those characters again? Like Vincent, uh, Queen Ten, um, Winston Churchill, so and so. In some ways, I could... Well, Vincent, yes, because obviously the painting's quite a good idea. Yeah. And even... Winston Churchill from the point of view of somebody's got to tell the the doctor that they found the painting. Yeah. The list 10 was a bit tacked in. I think. Yeah. Um, There's a whole thing she... I mean, she... I, only, I suppose, then, if, if you... I suppose if, you, if you've obviously set River Song in the same century as... Uh, as yeah, list 10. 10 yeah. 10. Well, it was just the fact that she's, she got, she's got to get the a hold of the painting, hasn't she? So. Yeah. The thing is, though, I thought she would have um, she would have realised that painting was hanging in her own collection after all that time. Um, Considering it's to do with the Doctor. Not necessarily. I mean, it depends on how much she was inter- in, actually interested in art. Well, she seemed quite. Well, keen like, turning up in, uh, at the opportune moment. Yeah, she seemed quite keen seemed... for him not to walk off with the painting, didn't she? So yeah, but that's just generally a that's mine and you're not. Yeah, having it. Yeah, and I just thought that was a bit, as you say, it was. It, was, it did feel a little bit tacked on. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it just the fact that River had to. It didn't sit quite right for me anyway. River had to point it out to you know look at the painting. Yeah. Um, I just would have thought, knowing that the, the Queen's um, association with the Doctor, and not just that Queen, but it seems to be a whole history going with her, with her ancestors as well. Yeah. Um, that she would have paid a bit more attention to. I don't know. I don't know, but it's just a, just a, just a, a sort of a little plot contrivance, really, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so then, then obviously it moves on to the... Um, the planet with the uh, the first words ever written in history. Yeah, I quite like that. So. I do because I, I, like, I like the look on Max Smith's face. Yeah, when he reads because he, he's got that same look in his face when he picks up that um, that black box from the um, time of angels. Yeah, um, two parter. When he when he, when he sort of, it's the look on his face when he. he Deciphers the old the uh, the old high Gallifrey when it says "Hello, sweetie." Yeah, um, it's the similar look on his face again. And I just yeah. quite like that. It's it, I, I, it's difficult to sort of pinpoint what what that look is. It's sort of it's sort of like, oh god, it's it's like that, isn't it? It's a little bit. I should have known. It should have known. I can't. I mean, what has she done now? Sort of thing. Um, yeah, you know, def- she's defaced this um, cliff face, but but the actual. Um, Alien landscape they they designed for that looked really really good. Yeah, and it's a shame we didn't get to see more of that. Probably because it would have cost them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that was probably about as limited as what they could show without it starting to go wrong at the edges. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know because I know obviously that was entirely CG rendered, but um, yeah, I mean we're beginning to wonder how much it would actually cost us to build a yeah. build a set like that. 
Dunno, dunno. It just it, looked, it did look great anyway. It really did. Quite um, a bit from what it was effectively a throwaway. It, it, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but actually, there were some quite nice CG rendered shots in this one because in it, the or the next one really is the um, the shot of the Roman camp. Yeah. And that that looks really sort of really convincing as well. I thought. Yeah, considering they said they was actually running out of money by this stage, there actually is quite a lot of um, effects put in that are that work very well. Yeah, I think it's it's probably they were using the money a bit more wisely at this point because it wasn't overdone, was it? It wasn't sort of like I mean, say if you go go back to something, Generosity uh, Davis's. Uh, tenure. I'm trying to think of the um, the one Mark Gates was in when he turns from an old into a young yeah. man. Uh, um, Lazarus. Lazarus experiment. Right. Yeah. Um, they obviously spent so projects for a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just couldn't, really couldn't think of it at all. Um, yeah, you had that scorpion thing he turned into, which yeah. looked terrible. Um. But they just kept showing it. Yeah. Really. If, if something isn't that great, you, you limit to what you can see, really, don't you? It's a quick flash of it here and there or lurking in the shadows or something. That's it's harder as well to do stuff that are a living, organic yeah. things in reasonable close-up. Yeah, with a limited budget. Yeah. And I think that was the problem. This is where they've got it right. They've got a limited budget. So they, had the so problem, they, they had the problem with that of the almost people as well, didn't they, at the end? Yeah, you see, that, that thing, whatever, it, it turned, whatever she turned into, it, it didn't look too bad when it was in darkness. Yeah. But as soon as it came into the light, it, it looked awful. Yeah. So I've actually heard that bit in the, um, in the first episode. I know we're going back to this bloody story again, but... Um, in in the um, the bathroom with Rory, yeah. Again, that that looked, but again, because it was in broad daylight, yeah, it was it was far too brightly lit. So um, you would have thought Doctor would have learnt that lesson over the years. You've got, only got to think back to the Merca, haven't you? Yeah, that that, that was well. That, that, that was that was a mistake from day one, really. Wasn't it? <laughs> well, well, again, a limited budget and just didn't the lighting. Well, the lighting in the whole of that episode is wrong. Is is wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll reviewing see. that. <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. Anyway, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, going back, never to be heard commentary. Like. <laughs> yes, we might have to revisit this one day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. We'll see. Um, yeah. So, getting, getting back to um, this particular episode. Yeah. So that so the use of the CGI in this was really well done. Well, I think that's really well in terms in terms of the CGI in Doctor Who since it's come back the best bits have been where they've used it for background shots mm. and for settings as opposed to actual monsters or whatever yeah and I think it's always worked I can't think that there's that many background shots where it hasn't I'm trying to um, think my no head. I, I can't actually I would probably say the only time it hasn't sort of really worked was probably in um, the Christmas special that's just gone. Uh, I 
okay, then it wasn't okay. Maybe that's the wrong wrong song because there wasn't really backgrounds, was it? it, it that yeah. was that was the um, that Walker thing moving about just looked odd. Yeah. It just looked odd. Um, yeah. I don't know what what they were trying Again, to Again, actually, something which that's actually had to be animated. Hasn't yeah. It? Hasn't worked well. Yeah. Hasn't worked as well. But then again, the CG shot in the beginning of the spaceship was fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, horses for courses, really, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, so um, so then we sort of like get into the uh, Roman... We're moving, moving swiftly on. Um, get onto the Roman camp. You've got River there as uh, Cleopatra. Yeah. Um, Obviously, they find out where the, the sort of the Pandorica is now. I, I like the fact they actually managed to film actually at Stonehenge as well. Um, yeah, and they and again they didn't I try. Suspect and, that because it's a lot cheaper actually to go there. And probably film. is. Um, didn't they? they I know they, they did some of their own rocks in, didn't they? Um, yeah. But um, I just like the fact that when Amy said, oh, "Why does it look so old? Why does it? You know, why does it look new?" Yeah. Because it's already been there thousands of years, and I like the fact they again they they didn't try to explain Stonehenge. Yeah, because no one well, can anyway, can they? So yeah, and um, I mean they can they can play about actually with the rocks and everything in terms of putting other stuff in. Mm. Anyway, a because it's supposed to be two thousand years ago, so it wouldn't have been so. Um, <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? Destroyed, not destroyed, but you know what Distressed. I mean. Stressed. Stressed, yes. yes. And also, in the 1950s, they set out, they actually rebuilt bits of Stonehenge, didn't they? I'd forgotten about that. So what you're saying is a lot of stone is actually made out of concrete. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, if you look closely at some of the rocks mm-hmm. there now, there is basically a concrete core to them. It's probably one of the no bugger getting near the stone engine you want. You have to stand about twenty foot away from it. Oh, oh, it's a fake. See, <laughs> see the plasticine. No. Yeah. Uh, Papier mâché. Yeah, they moved in with cranes and everything. Oh wow! In the fifties, they decided let's rebuild it. As you do. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody hell. Okay. Oh, well, I never knew that. Until oh, after the war, they decided. Oh, actually, shouldn't we be protecting that? Yeah. Exactly. So they uh, decided to put concrete in it. Well, I think I think the idea was that was, that was the 1950s idea of preservation, and the 60s and the 70s, and everything was bloody yes. concrete. Well, it's horrible stuff. Yeah. Yes. So, I uh, didn't sort of plywood up the. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So, so they find obviously they they find the um, was it the underhenge. Um, yes. Under that big rock in the middle. Um, now again, the the, the, the music is re- comes into play again because I know uh, didn't they um, actually play the music from Rise of the Lost Ark on set or something like when when they were going in, into the Underhenge? Cause, that does ring a bell. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember if they actually said that on Confidential or not, but I, I know the actual the score that Murray Gold puts here. It, it it really does echo the soundtrack from Rose of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. It, it, it's, it's a very atmospheric piece of music. Yeah. It's sort of and mysterious. It's great. They to do, wasn't it? Was the fact that they was going down and effectively were acting like archaeologists. Yeah, that's right. And River Song is meant to be. One. Precisely. So, yeah, so it all sort of, it all sort of gelled quite well, I thought, actually. Um, yeah. 
Oh, actually, and the set design for that was really good. Yeah. He didn't, I mean, if you compare, because um, over the weekend I'll be watching some uh, Tom Baker season 18, Doctor, watching Full Circle, and there's um, where Edric's brother um, is sort of holed up in that cave. It looks like a studio-built cave. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting to sort of compare the two, how much the set designs come along over the years. Because it... Because the, the the cave setting that you, you could see where the um, where they formed sort of like fiberglass rocks or a rock face, yeah, um, you can see where that stops and the floor starts. It's not built in together, if you see what I mean. So there's a bit of skirting board. It, basically, yeah, you can <laughs> you can see the gap between the two. It's you know it's. Um, but I suppose then you know the studio bound they didn't have much time either. No, um, I mean, that, that's probably as much with it as well. Yeah. Isn't it? Um, but say if you compare the two, it looks absolutely you know there's no comparison. No, you know it really isn't. Um, and the actual Pandorica prop itself looks fantastic. Yeah, that was really quite impressive. And again, the CG on that when when it starts to unlock was really good because you had all those little pieces moving, didn't you? Yeah, you do get a, a sense of what is in here and yeah. But again, that, that's, that whole, that was, that's what I liked about it. They, they, they built up a lot of mystery about because there was meant to be something in the Pandorica. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what, that, that is what you're led to believe, isn't it? Yeah. That, that, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? Is, is what's coming. That's what you're waiting to see, isn't it? Is what's coming out. Mm. Exactly. Um, you know, the, sort of the, the, the most feared warrior in the, in, the, in the universe is locked inside this box. And, and you do think, what the hell's in here? And even yeah. when you're then not aware of the, the fact that the spaceships are all gathering overhead of the different races, you think they're almost like a welcoming committee for almost like, like a band of evil that are waiting for them. Yeah, that's right. Their leader almost, isn't it? Yeah. You get that sort of feeling that that's what's supposed to be happening or that's what's going to be happening. Yeah, I, I just said that, that whole, that whole build-up was really, really well done. Really do. But before we get to that um, opening, um, there's one, one, for me, one very, very important um, thing, and that is that this story managed to make the Cybermen scary again. Yeah. I mean, starting off with, with the, the head, which was something like out of the thing, you know, moving itself across the floor, um, I thought that was absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Um and also sort of ejecting the previous occupant's skull. And that was quite good. You just sort of did wonder, though, why didn't they bother needing a human? It's true, actually, isn't it? But well, it seemed to work seems, okay without one. I was going to say, it seems to be a flaw in the, in the, in the actual process, to be honest. <laughs> I thought it did. It, but it was, it was very, very effective, though. Yeah. It really was. Um I mean, the whole thing with her sort of coming, it coming towards Amy where she's sort of drugged. Yeah. Um, was, I thought it was really, really well done. And actually, I thought quite, um, quite scary for a, for a kid's show. Come on, I'll admit it, you scared. Come on. No, I did, I did, I did actually, I did actually think it was, it was really, yeah. you know, really, really good. Um, you've got this disembodied head sort of 
dragging itself across the floor. It's attacking Amy. Um, it spits its skull out. And, you know, I thought, you know, fair, fair, play, to yeah. them, fair play to them, really. I thought that was really well done. <laughs> and also, you just sort of had that, you almost got that sort of feel of the sort of old Frankenstein sort of horror movie, didn't you, as well, with the flaming torch trying to hold back the monster. And... Yeah, that's it. It's, it did evoke quite a few things that Rosa Lost Start, you know, the sort of Roman centurion movies and, um, as you say, waving the your flaming torch in the face of the monster. It was, it was a lot of callbacks to a lot of different genres there, really, weren't they? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but then... <laughs> But then you, you you build the scariness up with with the song, which is then de- destroyed by um, Rory with his uh, with his sword. Yeah. Um, no, no, I know he's a, he's an auton, but he must pack one hell of a punch to to go right through the Cyberman and that door as well. Um, well, that's <laughs> the thing. No, but that is the thing, isn't it? Because he's he's supposed to be a mechanical robots i suppose its strength is whatever i mean it, well you, you say you say that but we can you can come back to that in the, the big bang can't you later on yeah do but that's i know he did get to that yeah but, but he's, it, he's strengthening moving the pandorica but he doesn't know at this point that he is an auton he thinks he's human yeah but then he wouldn't necessarily know that a, a human wouldn't have that strength well, none of the others are displaying that, are they? That, that's that's what I'm saying. Um, You've not seen any of the others fight. No, they're acting human. They think they're human, so they wouldn't think they would have superhuman strength, would they? No, but then or he robots. Say, like I say, say necessarily, he wouldn't necessarily know that he has. He just he's just run it through like he would do a human. Mm, I, it, as it, far it, as he's concerned, yeah, it didn't seem the fact that it's gone straight through. Is no, it, it didn't sit right with me that bit. I must admit, this this is what worries me about watching these again. Yeah. Is the fact that you come up with episodes and you think, that's really brilliant. And then you watch it and you watch it for this to do this and you're sitting there and you are mm. picking holes in a story that you otherwise... Really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. And now are you going to end up watching ever watching this without... No, um, I wouldn't say I was, I, was, I, was, I was sort of picking a hole in that bit. It just, I think even at the time, I thought, you know, how the hell did he do that? I know he sort of, you know, you, you realise afterwards he's an auton. Um, but um, it's just the fact, blimey. Even actually, because at that point, you don't know he's an auton, do you? If you watch it for the first no. time, that's what I mean. How the hell did Rory do that? But I must admit, I've not watched that in full. Oh, that has taken a bit of. <laughs> <laughs> so, it know. was a good. It was a good. It was a good moment, though. Put it that way. It was a good yeah. moment. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's probably. It was a... just to get the the jump factor in that, wasn't it? At the yeah. fact that she thinks is she safe, and then and it she was... is, but it, it's actually she's nearly actually killed by the person saving her. Yeah, um, which at the end she is really, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I did like sort of the doctor's reaction to Rory. He just sort of ignores him to begin with, didn't he? He said, like, yeah. shut, shut up, Rory, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah I did He's like so that. wrapped up in what he's doing that the fact that Rory's there hasn't registered other than, yeah. he's, you know, as if he's been there all the time sort of thing. Yeah, that's it. Um, so, of course, you've you got 
sort of rivers off trying to find or trying to bring the the, uh, the TARDIS back to the Doctor. Now this is we we get another uh, at the moment anyway an unanswered question mm. is what causes or who causes the TARDIS to explode? Yeah, we still don't know that. And who says silence will fall? Yeah, because that voice hasn't been used again, has it? It's not the silence as we because no. they don't sound like that. Um, it's none of the characters that have ruined series six. No. So just who the hell is it? Yeah, I mean, well, that is still the the question that hasn't been asked answered. The TARDIS question hasn't been still hasn't been answered yet, has it? No, it hasn't. I hope it uh, does, though. I hope it does. I suspect we're going to have to wait until we get towards the conclusion of. We might even have to wait until we get near towards the conclusion of Matt Smith's tenure. Possibly. Possibly. Uh, for that one. Because that all seems to tie in with the 11th Doctor's falling, doesn't it? Or whatever. Well, so 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 it, it seems to read at the moment, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, if, if, we, if we follow what we've been told so far. Without the twists that are to come. Well, no, it'll probably pull the rug from under our feet anyway, yeah. <laughs> right at the last moment as usual. Um, actually, getting back, if you want to actually then be hypercritical of... Yeah. The, the I, don't, I don't want to be Rory, hypercritical. <laughs> Rory coming back stuff. Yeah. The thought did occur to me, okay, so they've built all this using memories from Amy's house. Yeah. Um... So if they've done it from her memories, mm-hmm. if they've taken the memories from Amy before Rory's killed to re- to make Rory, yes, and after Rory's killed, she can't remember him herself, so the house definitely wouldn't be able to. How does he remember his death? Uh. Yeah, there is some sort of leaps of logic required here, isn't there? I know that's what the doctor says about it. That's what ghosts are. It's sort of like... That's why houses have ghosts, isn't it? It's sort of yeah. like the, the memories of the house. Yeah. But the house would have no memory of Rory's death because Amy wouldn't, doesn't have any memory of Rory's death. Um, it can't have a memory from when, from when Amy remembered him because he wasn't dead then. Now, this is a good question, actually, because if that was the case, then they wouldn't have been able to have found a photograph. Photograph of him. Yeah, exactly. The photograph was the next bit on as well. Because he'd been taken out of time, erased from history, hadn't he? Yeah, so so would the photograph have been. But we don't actually... Oh, no, that's a good point. No, the the way you look at it, there isn't really any way out of it, is there? No. I I suppose the the only way they could have got a memory for Rory of his death would be that the Silurians were part of the plan and they would have known that, what happened to him. Hmm, could do. But then again, the whole thing about you being absorbed by the crack, you just... you, you were just... But the, the Silurians wouldn't remember him. No, exactly. They, they would, once you were taken out of the... Yeah. Out of a race from history, that was it. No one remembered you. Mm. Um, and the only reason the Doctor did, because he's a time traveller. Yeah. 
which we spoke about this before, didn't we? Because said, how can Amy could remember those soldiers um, who were who were taken out of time, but yeah. she couldn't remember Rory. Yeah, I know it sounds like oh, because it's your own personal history, but everything's your own personal history if you've witnessed yeah. it. Um, yeah, so yeah, so we're not going <laughs> not to go down that road again. <laughs> so yeah, so there's big holes. If you, if you really really want to analyse it, there are big holes in in the hole with Rory being. Uh, um, nesting duplicate. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he shouldn't have been there in the first place. And no, you are you're absolutely, absolutely right. Um, it's, it's, and it also gets back to the argument they've never sort of. Whereas in the series six, whether you're not quite sure whether he's the duplicate or. Well, because he says he can still yeah, remember all remember that time, that that two thousand years. Yeah. So yeah. where does that come from? Now I wish I, I actually no I can't talk about this until next week. But there was, a, there was, there was. A, I'll have to watch it again now. Because... <laughs> you sound as if you're going to spoil it for people. <laughs> no, no, no. There, there was, no. There was a line when I when I watched it because um, I've, I've watched the the Big Bang again um, today. Yeah. And I don't want to get sort of get ahead of ourselves here, but there was a line that Rory says after the Doctor reappears at their wedding, and I. I I wish I rewound at the time. I thought, did I just hear that? And I don't want to say anything at the moment, but um, right. I'll have to come back to that when we uh, when we actually get around to doing the Big Bang next week. Right. So tune in next week. Tune in next week. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably get around the next week. No, nah, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear anything. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So um, obviously now we sort of we'll get to the, we're talking about Rory being um, um, an Alton. Or he changed back into an auto at the moment that sort of yeah. Amy remembers who he is. Um, also, before that, you've got the sort of the the Alliance spaceships hanging over Stonehenge, um, which looks rather impressive, actually. Yeah, again, sort of background shots. Are... Yeah, um, and again, it wasn't in broad daylight. No, really, because it was just a lot. Okay, you could obviously there were ships there, but it was just a lot of lighting used more than anything else, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. But yeah, I really did sort of well, I'm impressed with that. Um, now, what about the Doctor's speech to that fleet? Um, yeah, I mean, actually, watching that now as well with a, a sense of knowing what's coming, Series Six, you could sort of almost that's one of the the points where you're saying, well, you know, he has become in his own mind this warrior well, well you could you could even say that um it will if for, for the start for the, for, well so for the end of this episode because he's been completely hoodwinked yeah as he? everybody's i mean he's walked straight into into the trap and and basically because of his own um arrogance really yeah and that's what that's what I quite sort of. Um, I know they, they know they tried to do that again in series six, um, but I think this worked better. Yeah, because you have I mean. a sort of sense of what was going on. Yeah. So I really do think this this one this worked really really well. Um, and the whole thing when when sort of like the Pandora actually begins to open, and then it all. Um, that then begins to tie in with like the TARDIS beginning to 
uh, begin to explode. Uh, Rory trying to fight his sort of auton programming, um, yeah. and then it, then it just basically it just sort of descends into like a um, almost like a montage, really, doesn't it? Like a musical yeah. montage. And I thought that was absolutely fantastic. The slow motion of him yeah, being dragged, dragged in. in, of River struggling with the controls and yeah, yeah. I really think that worked absolutely fantastically. Um, and it just got, it, it just shows what 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 can what can be achieved. You don't have to have um, you know loud sort of explosions and flashy special effects. That that was that that whole montage packed a real sort of emotional punch, really, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. You could see the realization on the doctor's face what was going to happen to him. Yeah, um, well, what it was. Yeah. Finally realizing actually what the Pandorica was. Yeah. Um, and then sort of river as well, sort of like you, you realize at that point that that's the, the TARDIS is going to go the way of the dodo at that particular point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's going to a farmhouse in the country. Yes. <laughs> was it according to Tony? It, it, um, <laughs> it had to, or was it went under the uh, trans, is there transgender now or something? It was <laughs> Sorry, I know well, look, this is nothing to do with it. So, what was his? So, what was it? An argument over a chair? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to listen back to that now. So, about an argument over a chair. Mm. <laughs> oh dear, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. I just, I just thought that was really, really um, well done. But it's also the the fact that there was there was a lot of people wrong in this story. Um, yeah. The doctor was wrong about what was actually inside the Pandorica, um, and then you had the Alliance were yeah. wrong as well. Yeah, hadn't taken into account that someone else could fly the TARDIS. That's it. So, Although River does say to to the Doctor, "You taught me to fly it." Yeah. Which in season six, of course, is done differently. Yes, it is actually, isn't it? You weren't there. The TARDIS taught her. Yes, you're you're absolutely right. Oh, dear. Continuity errors. Well, just that he hadn't quite thought through how he was going to explain. uh, River. River. Yeah. Not being able to fly the TARDIS at that point. Oh, well. We, we, we are ruining this show for ourselves, aren't we? <laughs> this, this, these two, more than anything else we've done, I've worried about starting to take them, not apart, if you know what I mean, but actually yeah. to sit and talk about them for any length of time together, that we would actually start saying, oh, and by the way, did you, what did you think about that? Well, I think that that's the thing with, with, with any, anything like this. You, you watch it for the first time as... Um, you just watch it and take it for what it is, don't you? Yeah. Um, and you you make your immediate sort of you have an immediate opinion on it. Yeah. You, usually you do anyway. Um, yeah. Not always the case. There's been the odd episode where I think mm, well, I'm going to have to watch that again before I can actually make my mind up. Nine times out of ten, you can actually say I, I liked it or I didn't like it. Um, yeah. But as you say, you, you the more you watch it, and the more and, and the way we watch it now is is for for doing this podcast. Um, 
you, you sort of you're looking for things that weren't you hadn't seen before, and you, yeah. and you either ruin episodes you enjoyed or you're making episodes you didn't enjoy better. Yeah, because you miss these subtle little things happening or whatever. I suspect more often than not, you're ruining episodes. Yeah, you probably, enjoy. probably. Um, um, no, I don't know. I mean, it's but just I, I was going to say nothing. Actually, I know I sort of say, "Oh, what about this? What about that?" But nothing ruins the episode for me. I still think it's an outstanding yeah. piece of television. I really do. Yeah. You know, especially for the, the final few minutes when you know the, when it, it dawns on the Doctor what, what's actually happening to him. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, and of course, you've got that fantastic shot at the end with the universe going out, basically. Yeah. Yeah, just the panning up and then just seeing what what's happening to all the, all the galaxies yeah. exploded. I thought it was yeah. really, really well done. Really did. Um, but then, now, some people have sort of spoken about the um, the alliance that have. Uh, sort of ganged up against the Doctor. Now, there's, there's sort of certain races that they can understand would do, like the Cybermen, the Daleks, and the Sontarans. Yeah. Um, but people trying to figure out why the Jadoon. Yeah. I mean, other than um, if it is a, a general case that everybody has just decided that it's 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 not it's not a question of right or wrong. It's a it's a question of if we don't do this, it's self preservation, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Everybody dies if we don't do this. So yeah. it's it's formed an alliance between people that are not are not necessarily even uh, evil. They are now, now. There is one um, I thought about was the Solurians. At that particular point, unless they can time travel, that particular point in history, the Silurians were still underground. The Doctor hadn't met them yet. Yeah, I mean, this this was a question we had a while ago in podcast a few weeks back, didn't we, mm. about saying that it seems everybody at some point or another in Doctor Who has been able to time travel. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking. Yeah, we did say. Yeah, that's right. Um, you sort of had this idea that oh, time travel, especially especially in the classic series, time travel was something that had to be protected, and you know, the time lords actually used to step in to stop people being able to travel in time. Yeah, and really, only the Daleks could do it, couldn't they? It was then, wasn't it? Now it seems getting onto this series, it seems that. Everybody. I mean, unless you could say that the the Daleks have gone round rounding up people from different parts of time to form an army. They could have done, or but I suppose why you, they bother is well, a question. That's it. But, yeah, exactly. They just want to exterminate everything. They're meant to be the superior race in the universe, but, aren't they? But they wouldn't be arrogant enough. They, they'd be arrogant enough to feel that they could do it on their own. On their own. Yeah. Um, unless unless they needed somebody with hands to build something. <laughs> to actually build the Pandorica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um there was a, a, there was a few other sort of species in there. There was the one from um I can't remember its name. Now the one from Love and Monsters that the Doctor and Rose were chasing at the beginning of the story. 
All right, yeah, I know, yeah. Uh, oh, what's it called? That's going to bug me now. Hang on, let's, let's have a quick look, see if it's there. Um, Hoiks. Yeah. That was it. Um, we've also got some, which I, I forgot about, actually, we've got some Sycorax in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, to be able to, I mean, the fact, fact of the matter is, it's all set something AD, isn't it? Very yeah. low numbers AD. Now, it's, it's, so, so they've all got, had to travel in time to be there. That's it. Um, and it is an actual shame that they didn't show or couldn't show, I should say, some of the um, sort of other races that River mentions what, what's, that are yeah. up in the fleet. Yeah. You know, like the Dravins and. Um, Zygons. Zygons and oh crikey, it's on the tip of my tongue from Frontier in Space. John Pertwee's favourite ones. <laughs> one one with the scaly heads. Um Yeah, go on. <laughs> oh god, that's really bugging me. How can I forget that? Oh, but please, someone write in and put me out of my misery. Hang on, I've got to look this up now. This is embarrassing. <laughs> this is absolutely embarrassing. Bear with us, folks. I've got to look this up. Right, here we go. Uh, what's it? Frontier in Space. Talk amongst yourselves while I look this up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that it's necessary. I mean, you, you can understand it. They Draconians, there we go. <laughs> oh, dear, that's embarrassing. <laughs> But they just haven't got the costumes and to actually invent a costume. For, for that brief amount of time as well. The fact is, if they ever do want to bring them back, they probably don't want to tie themselves to whatever they'd make now. No, that's right. If they're then going to use them in a whole series. Yeah, if, it's, if you're suddenly just going to lurk around in the background, they're not going to put yeah. a lot of effort into it, are they? If it's, if no. it's not an existing costume. Um, but it was good to see Christopher Ryan back again. It was, it was amazing. He, he put himself in... Through that makeup for such a short appearance. Yeah. But it was good to see him back in it again, though. So I did actually think he was. I had some. When he sort of first. Well, I first heard that he was playing a Sontaran um, in Series 4, I sort of had some reservations. To me, it always been Mike out of the young ones. Yeah. Um, but no, I thought he was really good in it, actually. No, I think that all works really well. And just left you wondering how, what's going to happen next with all of these enemies there. Yeah, that's right. Well, we do know, but we can't talk about that. Yeah. That's it. So, well, I think, yeah, I, I, I think, it, I don't think we can go any further, really, because we're now drifting into. I don't think we have got to we? the end of, yeah. Yeah. This episode, so yeah, um, but no, I, I still it's still one of my favourite episodes, and you know, don't I know I've, I've sat there and sort of picked a few holes in it, but no way does it detract from the my enjoyment of it at all. Yeah, absolutely not. I think it's an absolutely outstanding bit of television. It's yes, a shame. I it's totally a, it, agree with that. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame Doctor Who can't be like that every week, but there you go. There mm. you go. I think they get it right more times than they get it wrong. Yeah, you just get you get the odd 
stinker, yeah. don't you? There's not yeah. there's not many these days, but no. um, yeah. So yeah, but now we, we can't. I say we can't go any further now because we're we're now straying into Big Bang territory. Yeah. So I think we should. Uh, I think we should end that one there. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. We'll continue this next week. Yes, indeed. So then, folks, um, we shall return next week then with our the final, the final part of the Series 5 puzzle, uh, the Big Bang. Um, then we've got to decide what we're going to do after that. Yeah. We've got some ideas, haven't we? We have. We have got some ideas. Um, it's just depending on... I know we've got... We've got we can do an awful lot more retrospectives. There's a whole lot of who out there to choose from, but with with maybe we'll do something a little bit different than that. Um, um, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yes, it will, it will. We'll put it this way: we'll still be doing retrospectives, but we'll be having sort of the um, what's the best way to put it? the occasional special. I think is probably the best way to put it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right. So um, until next week, then. It is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. listen to the who's he podcast a proud member of the doctor who podcast alliance if you'd like to get in touch with us here at the show please drop us an email at feedback at who's hyphen he.co.uk and please also visit our website which is at www.who's hyphen he.co.uk you can also follow us on twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast